Yes, it's Monday, you wonderful, beautiful and dare I say sexy things. How are you all doing? It is time to talk about ghosts. How are, I nearly said goats again, don't I? I need to start a second podcast just about those lovely dog-like sheep. Yes, that's how you describe a sheep. I mean a goat. Anyway, start again. Hello, you wonderful, beautiful and dare I say sexy people. How are you all doing? It is Monday. We aren't going to talk about goats. No, we're not. Okay, what is going to happen today, though, is slightly different. So, life has a funny way of throwing hammers instead of feathers sometimes. And sometimes... So, basically, what's happening is um, I'm going to have to put a Patreon episode up from around a year ago, maybe. Um, At least half a year ago. Um, Just for today. Just uh, as, you know, certain things in life. Unfortunately, you know, we don't take a break with this show, do we? Uh, I know we did recently, so, you know, the cheeky bastard went away. Cheeky bastard. Um, But unfortunately, you know, life can sometimes derail what your plans are. And that's happened at the moment. So, in the meantime, because the one thing I would never do is leave you without any sort of content, and apologies for our Patreons who will have already heard this way back when, But for today only, there will be no We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Can't say it? Fucking hell. It's a good job there isn't, because I can't say the word ghost. There will be We No, We Need to Talk About Goats, definitely. Because, you know, the dog sheep, no. Anyway, instead, there's going to be a Patreon episode, which will come shortly, about me and Becca talking about haunted hospitals. Yes. So you will still get some content. And even our patrons who have heard this well in advance, that's one of the bonuses of being a Patreon, don't you know, um, may get some chuckles from hearing it again. Because, you know, there's been about, I don't know, 40, 50, 60, 70 episodes since. So maybe you'll listen and re-laugh. I don't know. But I hope you enjoy it. And I sincerely apologise for the break in play. Um, priority, be priorities. I don't know who said that, but it sounded like a pirate then, didn't it? Arr. Anyway, enough of me and more of me as I introduce you to the people you know, me and Becca. No goats. Um, and then, of course, tomorrow I've got a stag do, which I'm kind of apprehensive about, only because of the amount of alcohol drinking. It's, we're meeting in the pub at 10am. <laughs> um, we're getting picked up by a coach at half 11 to go to the races. Yeah. Um... I think as well, like it's the a group... pace yourself day. Yeah, definitely. I think it's all the group of people you go in with. They would kind of act like a stag on not a stag night. You know what I mean? Like you get kind of some yeah. groups of lads who, like, if they had a stag, they would go over, you know, and they go overboard. But yeah. this group of people would go overboard on your standard Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And so the fact that it's a stag as well, I think it'll be like I guarantee, messy. like within my cl- close circle of friends of about six people, hmm. five of them. And I'm hopefully meaning I'm the sixth who is not, but five of them will be four pints in before we get on the coach at half eleven. Yeah, definitely. Easily. Yeah. yeah, if you've got an hour and a half in the pub. Yeah, one or two. two there's two of them who we both know will be four, at least four pints in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hopefully maybe one pint in and a lot of cokes. I think you'll have ended up having more than one pint before you get on the coach. I really hope not because two pints before midday. <laughs> you know that's uh and then for a day full of drinking anyway not paranormal what's paranormal but is, scary but scary fucking terrifying tell me about it um i found an article about 
um, doctors and nurses and hospital people telling their ghost stories. Okay. Or spooky things that's happened to them. And they're only short. Mm-hmm. So it's from BuzzFeed. It says, here are some of the strangest and spookiest stories that people have told in the comments of an article they posted about, you know, ghosts within hospitals. Right. Which is a good, it's a reuse of content that really, isn't it? Mm. Scour the comments and make another article. Anyway. So I'll read the first one. And it's a near-death experience. Ooh. It says, I'm an ER nurse. I had an old lady come in by ambulance near death. She was do not resuscitate. So we weren't going to do much for her. She didn't have any family that we could find. The hospital was full, so we kept her in the ER for the night. Again, she was near death. When you've seen enough people die, there's no mistaking it. So she was almost barely there. Barely responsive, pale, cool. Breaths were irregular. Heart rate was up and down. We just turned the lights down and kept an eye on her to monitor, basically waiting for her to die. About an hour later, she stood at the door of her room. She'd gotten up and put all her clothes on. We were like, what the fuck? One of the nurses went to check on her and she said she was hungry, not knowing what really to do. Freezer? Well, yeah. We got her a chair, a bedside table and went to the cafeteria to get her a tray of food. So they did feed her. I think so. The lady sat there, ate all the food, talked with the staff a little. After about an hour, she told the nurse she was tired and wanted to lie back down. We helped her back into bed and within 30 minutes, she was dead. Not exactly paranormal, but in 22 years in busy arse inner city ERs, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I think we're like that because we're gannets. We're absolute gannets. So I can. I'm on- not going anywhere until I'm fed. Yeah, I can honestly see like the Reaper being like, "Come on, Kevin," and me going, "I'm fucking famished. Can I have a bag of crisps at least in a <laughs> yeah. diet coke?" No, I'm gonna get a pizza before I go anywhere. Yeah, and the Reaper being like, "God, you're stubborn. Go on then." Um, I'll read the next one, then you can read the next one. Okay. So, when I was a student, I got called in on a stroke patient. They had coded and they were doing CPR. They worked for 45 minutes, but she died. They cleaned her up and called on the family to say goodbye. By the time they left, she'd been both brain dead and without a pulse for more than 45 minutes. Blood had filled her brain and she was completely grey and started to smell. Bit of too much information there. Suddenly, she sat up and called for her family. The nurses rushed to get monitors and equipment back on her, started working on her again. She stabilised, said goodbye to her family... And promptly died a second time. That's nice. Yeah, that is nice. Again, it's a sort of... Both of those stories imply the psychopomp known as the Grim Reaper is going, all right then, you got you were a good person, yeah. you've got one last all wish. All right, yeah, 20 minutes. 20, 20 more minutes. minutes. Not one last wish. <laughs> I wonder what the limits are, though. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If it's like, I'm really hungry, you'd be like, all right. Or I just want to say goodbye to my family. All right. Do you reckon if you're like... Just want to have a quick pleasure of himself in the toilet. Kevin. He'd be like, no, but do you know what I mean? Do you think he'd be like, no, fucking come on, you. Well, let's see if the next story is that. <laughs> it might be. This one is called The Wank with the Reaper. <laughs> this one is called This Man in Black. It's Johnny Cash. Used to work in a skilled nursing facility. I was usually... <laughs> you to say so yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was usually assigned to the Alzheimer's ward. One night, I'm in the linen room stocking up my cart and I heard someone shuffle up behind me. Then I felt a hand on my shoulder. I turned around and there was no one else in the room. The door was still shut too. Another lady started to complain that a man was coming into her room at night. Again, Alzheimer's, so I didn't think much of it. So to reassure her, I told her I'd check on her throughout the night. She complained of this man every night for two more weeks when I asked her to describe him to me. 
He's real handsome and wears a black suit. Oh, he's right behind you now, honey. That freaked me the fuck out. Of course, there was no one behind me. She died the next night in her sleep. Mm. Mm. See, it's an interesting take, this, in terms of what does the Reaper look like? Because we all assume cloak, skeletal face, scythe. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought handsome. Well, the thing is, I've heard another story about a hospital thing where some guy saw like a very handsome man dressed in 70s attire, mm. like beige flares and like a beige cool jacket and long hair, mm. going from bed to bed. Right. And no one else could see him. Apparently, it was only he stayed at one bed mm. and like spoke to this woman. The woman died and he left. Right. And then the hospital staff were like, oh, Mary, Mary's gone. And this guy was like, did you not see the guy come in? And when they checked the CCTV, there was nothing. Right. So maybe he takes the form of what you want him to take. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, ooh la la, I'll go with you. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he takes the form of your hottest desire. Maybe. <laughs> Well, you're my hottest desire. So every morning I must be like, this is my time. Oh, no, it's just my love. Very good. Um, Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's so harsh, though, because, like, on the Alzheimer's thing, that I know I know the illness is what it is, but the default being the people don't believe you, I think is really harsh. Like, yeah, if there yeah. was ever a point where I said to you, Kev, there's a man coming into my room, and your default was like, oh, it'd be fine, it'd be fine, instead of like, all right, let's well, see it. Well, there's been a really good horror film that's played on that. Um, mm. some, uh, I can't we saw it, it in a TV show once as well, do you remember? She was ringing a, a daughter-in-law and she was, was like, there's a man in there's the room. There's a man in the room, that's what it was, yeah. that's what I'm thinking about, yeah. And it turns out there was yeah. a man in the room. Well, we spoke about it with your granddad, haven't we? When like He wasn't like Alzheimer's, he was just old and was, and was getting to the point because he was like nearly 100. Yeah. That he was getting quite forgetful about certain events. Like, he'd forget, like, where he, he, he was brought up and things. and Or where he was in the, in the Yeah, he'd forget where he was. He always knew where he was brought up. Yeah, He yeah. sometimes wasn't sure where he was. Um, And he once or twice confused a dream he'd had, didn't he? Yeah, so, which real. is only is completely understandable when you get to, like, 98 or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, um... Like, he always knew us, didn't he? Yeah. He but, might forget your name, but he knew he liked you. you know? Yeah, but there was one time he didn't. We went in to see him, and we mm. he didn't mention this. Mm. We, he was just talking, "Oh, I love blah blah blah." Yeah. And as we're walking out, we seen a load of pictures, and he was on the second floor, wasn't yeah. he? And as we seen a load of pictures, and it was like just as we're walking out, and it said like um, "blah blah community zoo visit, yeah. visited the home." And yeah. there's a picture of your granddad stroking a donkey, a little a little Shetland pony, a little Shetland pony, yeah. And they'd actually, so it's obviously like an activity that the homewood yeah, yeah. had arranged. And they'd actually taken the po- the little Shetland ponies, up little horses, stairs. up the stairs and into the individual rooms, like on the second floor. Now, as we said at the time, like not being funny, if he'd said, oh, little horse in here the other day, yeah, we would have been like, yeah, 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 yeah like, oh, there was. was there, yeah, 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 right, yeah, I'm sure there was. would have come out and been like, can you up his medication? <laughs> there's a photo, you know, he's just yeah, telling the like, truth. And, and there was, uh, there, there was horses up and down the, up and down the, the corridor, hallway, yeah, 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 in their individual rooms. Yeah, it always makes me think that about like, fuck, what, you know, Yeah. when you assume, I mean, when my nan had dementia, she was like, well, she was saying things like the Queen's coming mm-hmm. and things like that, and, um, but she was very like like I think I do think when you get to dementia age and stuff, or when you start suffering with dementia, I do think and it's a it's almost like a medieval thought, but I do think there's like an element of psychicness that allows you to have because she was adamant this guy in there who was in the same condition as her mm. was evil. Like and she was like, He's done things in he's done like Maybe dead last. I know that's what I mean. Maybe like you just get I mean, not even psychicness. Like you can get a bad feeling about someone, you can think something's wrong with him. Like I'm, I'm not. He's, I wouldn't trust him as far as I can throw him. 
but you don't normally say it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she's like, loud, quite like that. Loud. Yeah, like maybe she was just like, you know, you get to that point where you're like, I don't care who hears me, get him away from me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that. There's a Father Ted episode where there's an old woman who keeps looking at Father Ted and snarling. Mm. And Ted at the time has embezzled some money. And um, Dougal's like, um, she go no, she comes up to Father Ted and goes, I know what you did, and walks off. And Ted's shitting himself. And Dougal, who's the other priest, goes, What's her problem, Ted? Um, and he goes, uh, Ted says something like, no, Dougal says, we haven't seen her in church like for a while. And Ted goes, when you get closer to that age, Dougal, you no longer need the operator. <laughs> As in like a direct line to God. Shall I read the next one? Yeah. Okay, this is called These Hallucinations. LPN here. I work in a long-term care currently. A lot of palliative restaurant re- residents always claim to hallucinate either small dogs or children eating ice cream before they die. It's always facility-specific, too. At one facility I work at, I've had about six to seven residents claim to see a little girl eating ice cream, then they die that night. I'm going to find that little shit. She is causing me so much paperwork. <laughs> but again... I've never heard of that one before, have No, I've not, no. But again, dogs, children, I'd rather have a small dog than a child eating ice cream. I'd be so disappointed if that's the one I got. It, it's, again, it's, it, it, this article's took a turn which I didn't expect, which is like, it turns out like your psychopomp is whatever gives you comfort. Because maybe these grannies and granddads are dying. They can't all have a child eating them ice cream, eating ice cream, giving them comfort. Mm, yeah, that can't be the thing for everyone. Maybe there's something in there, like there's a picture or something, you know, like in one of the walls that's that's prompting that. Here's one for like you. the power of suggestion. Yeah, or here's one for you. Maybe within each of these individual homes, like I mentioned, the guy in the seventies outfit. Mm. Then there's this very handsome guy in a suit. Mm. Now there's this girl with an ice cream. Maybe people who've died in that vicinity who are genuinely good people mm. are given the choice at some point when they die to become a psychopomp for that area. Also the little dog. Well, maybe the little dogs. Yeah. Go on, go get them. Go get them. Go get them. <laughs> go get them. I mean, imagine that dog. Oh, the little dog. Woof. Ah. No, I'm saying, come, follow me. <laughs> yeah. What, where are we going? <laughs> What's that, Snowy? I'm dead. Anyway. I'll read the next one then. Okay. About two years ago, we treated patients during a fungal meningitis outbreak. Our acute care floor had a cons- sorry had a census of twenty. During this, at least ten to fifteen were meningitis patients, aging range sorry age ranging. Who says that? Do you want me to take over? You're no. struggling. Age ranging from twenties to nineties. There are no shared rooms with all the patients with it, in isolation. No contact with one another. Many of them had hallucinations. Children in the corners of their room and auditory hallucinations of religious music. This is all part of the same one, but from different people. I had bacterial meningitis and had similar hallucinations. Kids' voices talking to me, people walking around my room, staring at me like I was naked in a train station. My dad later assured me he was the only one there. It continued randomly for a few weeks after I left the hospital. I put it down to all the drugs they were giving me, but it seriously fucked me up for a while. Hmm... Interesting. What's paranormal about that? Well, seeing children in the rooms. Just hallucinating because they're not well. Well, maybe. Maybe. Meningitis is one of them terrifying ones mm. because it's so, like, um, a friend of the family. You know, Chris, my dad's mate. Yeah. His wife just had a really bad headache one day mm. and went to bed. And then the next day she said she felt really weak. So they were just like, well, you got the flu or something. Turns out she had meningitis mm. um, and like was like, you know, close to death. But there was yeah. no, there's no, you know, the signs were so, um, 
you know, so forgivable as something that you just like, oh, I've got a bit of a migraine. That she didn't yeah. go in to get ch- tested. Mm-hmm. And it was only when she collapsed, I think, they were like, that's not right. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, meningitis. Because there's two kinds, aren't there? Yeah. But I think, and one's but like one gives horrendous. The yeah, one's like really, really bad. And, and one you. just attacked the immune system. Sort yeah. Of Do you remember my aunt had um, meningitis not so long ago, didn't she? A couple of years ago, just before Christmas. Really? And she was already, like, she's already very petite, very slim. Mm. She, the runner. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Oh, she, really? I didn't realise. Was that before? No, I'm sure we were together at the time. Cause it was, yeah. But she, like, even she lost a lot of weight and she was like already, she did yeah, not have it to lose in. like at all. And yeah, it's, it's like really, really dangerous. But fortunately she made a full recovery. This one's short, so I'll just say it. In the morgue at my hospital, it, I would always hear knocking coming from inside the freezer. It really creeped me out, especially when the pathologist looked up, grabbed me by the shoulders, stared me straight in the eye and said, do you hear that? You never open that door when they're knocking. Never. <laughs> It turned out to be some loose pipes. He thought it was hilarious, but I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> that is quite funny. Naughty pathologist. <laughs> yeah. I would shit myself if a, if a medical profession was like, we don't go in that room when they're knocking, when yeah. the dead are knocking. This spooky but sweet goodbye. I'm an RN, and while I was a student, I was caring for a lady who had end-stage renal failure, had a DMAR, and was shutting down. We were having a little chat when she stopped, looked over my shoulder and said, Bill's here, love. I've got to go. And swiftly stopped breathing, reading her old notes. And Bill was her deceased husband. See, that's nice. Yeah. And that's a common thing. That's a mm. common story of death, as we all know. There's a, there's, a, there's a great video, which I put on an episode ages ago, on YouTube from Macmillan Nurses. Mm. I think they've done it around Halloween, but it was like genuine interviews with them sat in a room. Mm. And there's about four or five of them saying, oh, yeah, it's quite common, like, you know, where people will look over our shoulders just before they die and have mm. a smile and say, oh, here they come and things yeah. like that. I mean, maybe it's something to do with that release of hormones at the point of death. D- um, DMT. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, no, you know, we talk about, like, your life flashing before your eyes. Maybe it's just like that and you kind of reach for, like, comfortable... Well, this is... I mean, you can, get, you can get down the, the complete psychological rabbit hole with the whole DMT release because DMT is a, a, um, a psychoactive substance. Mm. But we produce it naturally within our brains. It can be produced, um, what's the word? Falsely, not falsely. Yeah, it can the be created. The opposite of organically. It can be created synthetically, synthetically within a lab. Mm. And that's what some people take as a hallucinogen. Right. Um, but as a hallucinogen, it's got the power for your brain to distort time and space. Right. So you could take it and you could think you've spent days somewhere when you've spent 10 minutes somewhere. Mm. Now, the only time that your, your body releases it is at the point of death. They've proven that at the point of death, your brain floods your body with this chemical mm. to, to like make death an easier transition, sort of. But also, because it distorts time, there's a theory that it floods your entire body in such a way and it distorts your time perception that you could relive a whole life again. So this might be, right now as we're speaking, just part of your actual death. You're just reliving all of this Feels again. Feels like it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? You could go down the rabbit hole of it very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I. So that theory aside though, with the release of the hormones, which they've, yeah, like proven. they've said, is, is like a thing. Yeah. Maybe it's, and you kind of, your mind reaches for the most comfortable. Maybe. Image. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, and this surprise, hello. I did my clinical as a CNA in a memory care unit. I helped feed this woman. She never really moved, never talked. It was like she was in a coma or something. 
I would wheel her into the dining room. I can hardly get any real food in her, and I'm able to slide in some special ice cream. For days she doesn't move or have any response. I'm feeding her and talking to myself, pretty much. After about ten minutes, she slowly turns her head and says, Oh, hello. Then she rotates her head back to her blank staring position. That's a bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, said, you're freaked out by that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, because I can picture you doing it. <laughs> that's something you do to freak hello. me out. Oh, hello. Looking at someone that's not there and then back at me. I'd be like, what the fuck was that? Joan. <laughs> you know, you nearly went to play that game again the other day. Yeah, I did. You? Uh, I often try and scare back and then realise she can outscare me times ten. <laughs> And she goes, she literally looks at me and goes, do you really want to play this game? And I go, no! No, 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 don't do it, don't do it! And all he means is don't widen your eyes. Don't widen your eyes and tilt your head. Because you could come for me. There you go, Um, over to you. The ghostly patient. I used to work in a personal care home. A couple of times a day or so, after a resident had passed, their call bell would go off in their room. This is quite common too. No one was in the room when the call bell went off on any of the occasions. We had one resident die pretty traumatically. In brackets, nurses had to perform CPR because he was a full code. That night, the midnight staff said they saw him at the end of the hall, just walking down like he always did. Then the alarm on the door to the outside, in brackets, it was a secure Alzheimer's unit, went off. It was the door he always tried when he was looking to get out. Oh well. Now you can have this next one because we love cats. We do love cats. But look at the title of this one. Oh, this grim cat? Yeah, this grim I don't think it was grim, poor cat. Let's see. I work in a cardiovascular surgical ICU. We have a lot of fucked up people, both physically and mentally, that come through our unit. It's not super respectful, but we'll continue. No, no, no. We had a stretch of nights where each corner room of our unit, it's a perfect square, reported seeing a cat walking around. Not a friendly cat either, apparently. The thing was hissing at them. The accounts were so similar to each other, we actually spent probably a half hour looking around for a cat, and then had security come to look as well. No cat was ever seen or found. Two of those four patients coded the next day. Does code have been died? Yes, coded means... Oh, right, okay. Two out of the four of them died, do you? That's interesting. Hmm. That's very interesting. Cat take a bump. Yeah, cat take a bump. Mm-hmm. I've seen, talking about me making that noise, not that we were talking about me making that noise, <laughs> but I watched... Um, a video, a ghost video, which was clearly faked, and it's hysterical. It's from, like, um, South America. It was on Nuke's Top 5, mm. and they were... But he wouldn't know either, because he's American. Mm. And they're like, and when he's in the graveyard, Carlos caught this sound. And it's like, you know, like a staticky sound, and the camera goes a bit flickery. Mm. And then you hear the British old landline dial tone, and it's, an, it, you know, if you've heard it, you know it. Like, mm. boo, like, you know, mm. if there's a particular tone. Boo. Exactly, it's a, but there's a particular tone which is the British landline dial tone. Mm. And it's that. And it's obviously just been edited in. But poor Nukes, because he's American, is like, um, like you know, what was this strange tone coming through? And it was like, it's the fucking UK landline tone. It's clearly an edited video. Anyway. This is called The Plot Twist. So, there's a spoiler. <laughs> Never anything paranormal. Well, why read it then? But I had an older patient who kept a piece of paper... Then this from, article isn't for you, is it? Yeah. Who kept a piece of paper from every hospital stay. His heart was in bad shape, so I was desperately looking out for anything to help our cardiologists out. When I finally found his records from when he had heart surgery, it was in Paris, California in 1980s. I was just reading a book about nurses who became serial killers when, sure enough, I see records with the name Robert Diaz. I was the nurse for a man 
whose former nurse was a serial killer. So basically, this guy had been worked on by a serial killer. But he survived, so it's kind of redundant, that. Really. It's a tenuous link, yeah. A very tenuous link. I'll read this one to him. My town has two really old hospitals. One no longer functions as overnight, and the stories are unsettling. Doesn't function? What did you send about? No, well, you know, it could be a day clinic. Like that place your mate who's a registered nurse, she worked in the in the cancer place and that wasn't an overnight place, was it? Yeah, but that was to give chemotherapy. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe well, there wasn't is... a hospital. Well, it's a chemotherapy centre. Anyway, no one cleans the old ER alone because all the lights and call bells go off. On other floors, there's a kid with his ball, a lady in a white dress, etc. Etc. You don't put etc. <laughs> what does that mean? Anything? A co-worker was cleaning an entire floor solo and bounce between the rooms because the cleaning solution stays wet for a few minutes. Upon returning to a freshly white bed, handprints were clearly visible. Mm-hmm. You can read this one because, again, it's got a great title. Okay. This ghostly little brat. <laughs> this might get buried and is not really nurse-related other than the fact my grandmother's nurse told me. My great-grandmother was 94 and just started suffering from dementia. She told the home nurses and me that there was a little boy who lived in the corner of the living room who would taunt and tease my great-grandmother while laughing at her, telling her she was going to die. Fucking hell, well, at, Rat. well, at first, it was a little disturbing, and we all shrugged it off because of her dementia. Stop doing that. I know, yeah. But then shit got real when my best friend came over with his little boy, who's about three or four. The little guy pointed over to the same corner and yelled, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> He's a little brat. <laughs> When we asked him what that was about, he told us that he saw another little boy in the corner and he's not nice. We flipped the fuck out. I got shivers just typing this. Maybe Nana wasn't hallucinating. Well, as we just described earlier, maybe these people aren't hallucinating. I'm surprised you think that second boy was a brat. I thought you'd be happy that he was beating up the not nice one. Well, I don't know. I think violence in any form is, is, is abhorrent, but, you know. Sometimes I think it's warranted. Like, in that scene in Joker, where... He's getting bullied on the train and he kills them both. I love that. Love a bit of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to read the last one? And we'll have to cut this yes. short maybe a, a bit. We're on 27 minutes now. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do this story and then we'll have to get ready and go to a funeral. We will. This haunted bed. Okay. Nurse here. I worked the night shift when a ward's patient's relative came running to the nurse's station in a panic. Nurse, come quick, she cried. What happened? You have to see it for yourself. I ran to the ward where this little old lady patient was crying and holding onto the bed for dear life. Her bed was shaking. Now, you're probably thinking that the lady was the one causing all that shaking. I was. But she was this frail, practically emaciated thing. She couldn't have barely rattled the bed rails. The ward had only two other patients in it and their respective watches. Everyone was huddled in a corner, shaking in fright. Apparently, that ward was seldom used and the bed that old lady lay in was rarely occupied. People who have laid in it complained of nightmares where they hear screams and laughter of angry children. I guess some restless spirit called Dibs on that particular bed. Uh, Interesting. Haunted objects, haunted Mm. beds, haunted hospitals. I do think a lot of people underestimate the strength of some old people, though. I do too, yeah. I think of of most people. You know, like we've seen, you know, the power of adrenaline can make a small, allegedly frail-looking woman lift a car to save a child. Mm. You know, I think there's a... I think our ligaments are... There's a thing that a really interesting study that I've seen about the power of muscle over the power of ligaments and tendons, mm. and how they're more or less equal in strength. Right. So, uh, uh, what looks like you know when you see you can see it in boxing quite often, you'll see someone who looks like a heavyweight, 
like in terms of muscles mm. and they're going against someone who looks quite lanky and thin yeah but the lanky and thin guy will have knockout power because mm. his tendons and his ligaments are all like pistons yeah whereas the muscle doesn't really come into it he's not lifting anything he's not you know mm. well it comes into it a bit mm. but i think that this could be the case you know it's like any it's like um like we have a bite force don't we like humans have a bite force of a few hundred pounds apparently but you could you'd never really do that maybe to get through a steak you'd try it a bit but when you have an epileptic fit like our Catherine my sister had one and my mum nearly lost a finger trying to get her tongue out of her mouth she right. bit down on her finger so hard blood splurted up the wall uh. and when and this was her first epileptic fit so no one knew what was going on so mm. my mum was just trying to keep the tongue out of her mouth mm. from swallowing the tongue um, and the doctor, when we went to the hospital, was like, no, if she ever has one again, use a wooden spoon. Yeah, don't went, put your finger no, in there. No, she said, use a wooden spoon. She went, she might bite through the wooden spoon. She said, the jaw will go into such spasm. Oh it will bring down such force on the object it's biting. Uh-huh. She said, so we suggest... So don't you, use your best yeah, wooden spoon. Do, no, don't use mm-hmm. your best wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. But she was like, you were lucky you didn't lose your finger. Like, she could have bit through your finger. God. But you'd never think you could do that now, do you know? Yeah. Maybe. But it's just the power of the human body. Yeah. It's just a phenomenal thing. Right anyway. Then. Should we go we and need get, to get ready? ready. And, we need to get ready and go. So there you go. As the dulcet tones of me and Becca fade out, the dulcet tones of I, Kevin, fade back in. Just to say a big thank you um, for all your understanding during this little blip in life's rich tapestry. And all things well, we should be back to normal next week. With another normal, we need to talk about ghosts. And also, Becca should be back too. And there will be no dog sheep either. Or goats as they're commonly known. Anyway, until next week, tatty bye.